94.5 ESPN. I don't talk to him often enough. Former Marquette coach Mike Dean. I know he's got basketball thoughts. I know he's got thoughts about Marquette. Coach, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Homer. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So anything I say accurate? Because when it wasn't before, you would always tell me uh, my favorite line from you. How long have you been following basketball? But anyway. Um, <laughs> you might hear that again. I know. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, everybody's excited. Nobody, I didn't think Marquette would be this good. They were picked ninth in the Big East. They're 11 teams, and now they're playing great, and they're, they're top 10 in the country. Have you been able to watch any? I've watched some. I've watched some. And uh, my, my first uh, response would be that that coaching staff should be the absolute coaching staff of the year. Uh, there's uh, Based on the preseason prognostications and the fulfillment of what they've been able to accomplish, it, 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 there's such a disparity there, bigger than any any other program in the country. They they are uh, uh, well on their way to, regardless of what they do in the league tournament, to, to a very high seed in, in the NCAA tournament, and I think, you know, a very formidable opponent for anybody that they meet. So why do you say that? What what stands out? You have you have high standards for people that weren't here when you were coaching. Uh, you don't just throw that stuff around. No, I do not. I, I think that Shaka uh, is the perfect modern coach. He, he's uh, perfect in the sense, you know, you know, when I was there, everybody ran plays, and you executed the plays, and you had three, four options on each play, and you had a playbook, you know, thick as the yellow pages back then, uh, which no one ever uses anymore, I know. Um, he has spread the floor as a, a tremendous point guard who sees everything. And maybe the biggest reason why they've improved as much as they have is he's now a legitimate scoring threat anytime he touches the basketball, whether it's from three or whether it's going to the basket. He, he's really taken his game uh, to, to the next level. Uh, and as a result, it's just made his ability to pass even better because everybody's got to be so concerned about his uh, driving ability and his, and his able, ability to finish now. Uh, but they, they spread the floor. They're uh, obviously very defensive-minded. It's kind of a Marquette tradition back from ever. But, you know, Kevin O'Neill and myself and then the coaches to follow and, of course, Shaka came in with a great defensive reputation. That everyone thought that it would be chaotic, and they're not chaotic. They're organized. They're connected. They're quick. They defend the ball very well. They keep their men in front of them. And they've got a variety of guys that can take it off the bounce, which is today's game, get into the paint. And if they're, you know, you know havoc was, was Shaka's thing. The havoc is they, what they create when they get into the paint for the other teams. Your success as a college coach in many ways, I think, was your ability for the team to play its best at the end of the year and do amazingly well in the tournament, getting into the tournament and then in the tournament. What did mm -hmm. you figure out that other coaches didn't? Because there's a list of 100 who disappoint at the end of the year when their team has proven to people they're better than they're doing in the tournament or getting ready for the tournament. I never practiced in October three days in a row. I never practiced more than from the start of the, the clock, you know, after stretching and all that. I never practiced more than two hours any day. 
uh, days before games. We would do very little of any kind of physical nature, and we would do a lot of finalizing game preparation. We were always very good at scouting reports and taking what the other teams did well and making them do something else to beat us. And as the season wore on, the guys believed more and more in that and even gave it more focus than I kind of tried to insist upon drawing out of them from the beginning. If you remember... I know, I remember uh, you calling a timeout 10 seconds into a game because whatever you told someone, he didn't do. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you remember back in my day, my time, I would not worry about having that last time, that one timeout in the first half and saving it for the last play of the half. I would much rather use it early on after we told uh, a player that this guy's going to his left shoulder and you can't let him go to his left shoulder, you can't let him go to his left shoulder. And the first time he touches a ball, he he goes goes to his left shoulder. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it would would be similar to... um, you explain to your, your son who's seven years old that you're not allowed to go into the store and steal something, and the first time he goes in and he steals it. You're not going to wait two weeks to discuss that with him. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Because no, what do you mean, Joe? No, you'd say you're legendary still. Yes. And there's never been another coach that I've experienced like that since. And, and I, w- I would contend that um, we have pretty cerebral teams. They're, they're smart guys. Maybe not as athletic as some of the others, but – pretty smart guys and pretty well connected. And that connection grew and we became dependent upon it and dependent upon each other as the season evolved. And at the end of the year, we seemed to be uh, as good as we were going to be rather than early in the year. Right. You had five. How many schools? Five you took to the tournament. Am I right? No, four, four, four. All right. But which it's team had no business going? Which team of the of all the teams you got into the tournament? Even it even surprised you that you made it. Well, my first year at Lamar, uh, after leaving Marquette, uh, we 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 were not great, and our best player, Kenyon Spears, who became my assistant later on, uh, and is now an assistant athletic director at Incarnate Word. <clears throat> Kenyon missed like eight games in the middle of the the league season, and we lost all eight of them. But Kenyon came back for the last three games, and uh, we played Louisiana Monroe, and we lost by 39. 39. It was a dunk of derby. It was like <clears throat> they were they, – they made – we missed. They got the outlet guy through it to another guy he dunked. And it was like the Mardi Gras before the Mardi Gras started. Worse and, than uh, your loss to Maine at Marquette? Come on. Oh, oh, oh that, was, that was tragic. This was, this was abysmal. All right. That was tragic. This was abysmal. <clears throat> and so, if you remember, Maine beat St. Louis on that same trip that year. Yes, I knew you were uh, going to bring that up. And uh, that's when you said, how long did, do you know anything about basketball? I think you shot 11% the second half. And your which, comment which was, usually, Homer, you and four of your friends could beat us if we shot 11% and a half. Could we get a yeah. good question here eventually? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've moved on. Go ahead. Uh, I, I got you. Uh, so now my, so getting back to that, that Lamar. season, yeah. first, first game, guess who we play? Louisiana. Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we, uh, 
we practice a whole week. We change man. We get to throw out the man and man, and we put in the matchup. And now we're getting ready for the tournament. So we're going in there. We're playing zone. Our rule was that if we shot the ball, the other four guys had to sprint to the other end of the floor. Didn't matter who shot it. Didn't matter from where he shot it. The other four guys had to get back. And we won the game like 62 to 54. And then we kept using the matchup throughout the tournament. Nobody had seen it. And we ended up uh, going on to win the tournament and getting to the NCAA tournament. And here's a good one. You'll like this. And uh, we're playing at Centenary. Don't ask me why we were at Centenary College. It was a neutral site for the tournament. And uh, our fans are going, we want Duke. And I'm turning around going, no, we don't. And and then on Sunday, guess who we got? Duke. The Duke, of course. Duke, of course. So, um, All right. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. That was, no, I was no, just going to say, that's the that's one team that, um, not because I didn't think the team was good enough to win the league tournament, but we hadn't been together, we weren't as connected, and we had to make some massive changes in, in order to get things done. But they, they did it. They got it done. And I, anytime I can, will let anybody talk about Aaron Hutchins, the little general, one of my favorite players, and I think one of the greatest players ever at Marquette, and you certainly knew him well. Uh, Aaron Hutchins... You know, every once in a while I'll throw a Cincinnati game in on the uh, or the few. I only have a few of the games, but the ones I have. Yeah, the ones you have is uh, when you were the first year, you played Cincinnati at at, at home, and it was like a volleyball game. Uh, they right. they won by a hundred, and then you go to Cincinnati, and I, I still right. don't know how you won, and you beat them. Yeah, yeah, we did, and it's actually the only time we won there. Even though we got a we got hugs once a year. <clears throat> Sometimes it took the third game in the league tournament, um, but it, it became a pretty good, uh, pretty good rivalry at, at that time. But uh, I think I think more of Hutch in the Louisville games. Uh, you know, we're losing. It doesn't look like we're going to win. Next thing you know, he makes a shot. Next thing you know, he makes it. In the end of games, he had an uncanny ability to just figure out what he needed to do to win the game on offense. You know what I remember at the end of the games? You played in Atlantic City and lost to LaSalle, and he had an end-of-the-shot, end-of-the-game shot, and he missed it, and everybody else was bummed, and he sat about two minutes looking around, like trying to figure out how he could have missed it, like the rim wasn't the right height or something. There there was no way he could miss that shot, and so something was out of sorts. Right. Well, you know, you have to bring that game up. I really appreciate it because if you Thank remember, you. we were eight and zero, and they were zero and seven at the time. I didn't remember that. Yes, and and so, uh, and then I had all kinds of people there, all my from my high school, from everywhere. Everybody came to watch us play, and uh, we still had a good time afterwards. It didn't really matter. All right, let's go back to Huggins then in the tournament when you made it to and you beat them, and uh, and Peeper I think was hurt, and so. Uh, John, uh, is it Cliff? Who was it, the guy? And and, and Huggins didn't even have him on the roster, and he scored like 30-some right. points, and he screamed well, at the assistant coaches. How the F is this? How do? Who is this guy? Uh, something to that effect. You were closer <laughs> than I was, so I can't. Well, I don't I, 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 I'll tell you this. I do remember this. We come running in at halftime, and I'm mad because they scored a basket at the end of the half. We were up like <clears throat> six or eight, and they cut it right at the end of the half. And I was really mad, and I started yelling at our guys. And Hugs is like four lockers down, and he's yelling three times as loud as I am. 
And so I kind of reevaluated my stance. I figured, well, if he's that mad, maybe we're playing better than I think we are. And, uh, and, and changed my tone a little bit. But Still the only Marquette team to win a conference postseason tourney. Well, that could end this year. Right? Let's face it. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to get a little lucky in those league tournaments. As a matter of fact, if you remember to the year before, we're playing Huggins' team, and they get a three in overtime that the guy was clearly a foot in front of the line, but he faded and landed behind the line, and the referee didn't see it right away. You know, nowadays they'd check. Mm-hmm. And, and to tell you the truth, I didn't see it. And, and and I didn't see it until I watched the game afterwards. But uh, they got three points for that. They ended up beating us in overtime. You know, so... It, I think that Marquette has a great chance in the Big East, but every night is a war in that league. And, you know, if you just have a bad shooting night. Did you ever coach against Shaka? Did you have any inter- interaction I, with him? I, I did not. I'm not. Not really. Not really. I, I mean, I wouldn't say we're friendly. We certainly would, you know, hey, you know, but we didn't really know each other. No, I, I can't say that I did. He had left the VCU by the time I got to James Madison uh, to go to Texas. So... And VCU had also left the league at that time, had, had evolved into the Atlantic 10. So I, I, I never did uh, get a chance to interact with him. Well, we will talk again. I appreciate it. Any final word that you want to have? Because you always have the well, final word. The uh, I just want to say uh, utmost respect for the job that the market team has done. And I'm, I'll be watching them and root for them in the uh, Big East Tournament. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. All right, Homer, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You bet, 94.5 ESPN. I don't know what's next, but it won't be as good. Nothing but stay black and die. White people! I will bet anybody. I can't do it. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Things suck!